that's what I'm talking about. This is the Raising Men Show. I'm one of your hosts, Craig Carlisle. Yep, right here on WKBY 1080 AM. Right here on Raising Men's Network. Man, what's the other one we... Oh, Remnant Media. That's what I'm talking about as well. I don't have all my sons in studio tonight, but just have one. But, you know, I guess you could say, Dad, I'm your favorite. No, you're not. Mm-hmm. You're just number two. <laughs> Technically. <laughs> number two. Technically. Technically, you're number two in line. How about that? You're not number two in line? True. I mean, you're not wrong. Okay, well, there you go. Number two in line. Yes. Kaden, so we're going to talk about today. What's the topic today? What's the topic? Uh, no excuses slash kind of a general what pushes you. So. All right. What push, so we've been doing a lot of things here the last couple of weeks. We haven't really talked about on social media at all, but we got into apparel. Mm-hmm. Uh, design and printing and creation and we've been really quiet about that on one aspect of social media because oh no, that's a whole different part of it too because I found that some things on social media it's great you're wonderful about doing it and, and talking about it but then there's sometimes it just doesn't doesn't hasn't been netting the same type of result so I was kind of concerned so I thought you know what I'm not going to talk about this stuff at all until it gets time right because mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe I kind of felt some kind of way because, and how does that fit with no excuses? It, when I was in college, I think I was like 18, 19, I got into graphic arts and design. I was, now, right, I was an engineering major. I wasn't that guy that used to draw. I didn't paint pictures. I didn't do any of that stuff growing up. I mean, I wanted to draw, but I, I really sucked at it, you know? And, mm. But I found that drawing on the computer was easy and I could do that to a certain degree. And my first business was a graphics company. It was called Montage. The Montage Group is what we went by. And we used to do souvenir booklets, graphics and logos for people, flyers. We did um, shirts and logos for apparel. You name it, souvenir books. I said that already. Banquet banquet books, stuff like that. And we we did well for a couple years. Mm. And it was just side money, side hustle. But... I stayed as an engineer. I didn't continue to go down that path and reevaluate my love for for drawing and graphic creation. I just followed the money. And I learned later in life that all money ain't good money. And the money that I was making as an engineer was was good money, but it wasn't the good money. It was just it was money, but it wasn't good money. Because it didn't give me the the passion, the heart's desire to do what I really wanted to do, which is what I love doing right now. And when we, we took some time in January, and you know, we got that cricket maker, and I started doing shirts, and you you know, you started selling those shirts as a part of a fundraiser for Camp Kesem mm-hmm. or the Kesem Foundation. You know, thank you all of you who have been helping us and continue to support that fundraising effort and event. We still are selling those, and if you're looking to get a tax deductible contribution by purchasing a shirt to help that organization before the tax season closes for 2022 or 2021, I should say, um, you know, or 22, sorry, you know, feel free to give us a call, reach out on our social media, hit us up on the forum that we have as well. You continue to do that, but I got into doing direct to garment printing as well. And it's been such a really cool experience to get back into the logo work and design and being able to take a design that I have in my head and put it right on a garment. And I appreciate you for allowing me to, you know, 
print some stuff for you and help you design and bring some of your clothing designs to life as well. I think it's cool. Mm-hmm. And I think it goes into our topic today of no more excuses. I don't think any of us have excuses nowadays anymore for not doing what we know we're passionate about. And I don't think all of us really know what we're passionate about right now. Cause I know I didn't know at 18 and I'm not saying that you know at 18 as mm-hmm. well. I'm not, and I'm not demanding, Oh, you gotta know, son, you gotta know. <laughs> but mm-hmm. it's something we need to push towards. And we may search out and try 15,000 different things over the course of our life until we find that what we're passionate about. But the problem is a lot of us just don't try. And, with each, each of these events that and projects that we've been doing, whether it be the Raising Men Show, which is an international radio show and podcast, the framework, well, let's go back to even Raising Men Show. We've been doing the Raising Men Show now since 2015, and we did and did take a year or so off, but so we've been on this thing at least five years, and it's pretty awesome to have that much content after five years and ideally making that kind of reach and impact over the last five years. And then we had the framework. We've been on the framework now going on two years. It does not, to me that doesn't feel real. I, I know. And at least how we started doesn't feel real. Well, it's real. It's real. And it's it's a situation where we have on the framework, by the time this episode of the Raising Men Show airs, we have, will have aired over 170 episodes of the framework. And definitely thinking our supporters supporting stations and networks like WKBY, 1080 AM, and Chatham, Virginia. Chatham, you've always been rocking with us from day one. We'd be day one with the Raising Men Show, day one with the framework. So if we can continue, whatever we can do to help Chatham, the city, you know, you know WKBY, it's, it's people, everyone that's been working there, you know, Bible Way Church. We definitely appreciate everyone involved in anyone listened to us before or listening to us now welcome and we thank you and appreciate you but man it's just really crazy and and had we not tried we would never have been able to do that and now taking on a new project of direct-to-garment printing i mean you don't get anywhere in this world without a try and i know i've been rambling on a lot but what do you think kidding about these events and these efforts that we've been doing what do you think about them and in i mean because you're 18 you've watched dad go from really the hustle dj to now my dad's slinging shirts around in the back of his car <laughs> kind of thing you know or he's on air t-shirt cannon yeah people that walk by the street exactly exactly what do you what is how does that make you think i mean do you think your dad's loony um they need t-shirts for me to think that but you know <laughs> oh thanks i appreciate you you are welcome you are very welcome. But no, it's definitely very interesting. I didn't think we'd go this, get to this point of like selling t-shirts or running a radio show. I mean, I don't think anyone does until you start doing it. Or at least you plan to do it. But it, yes, words in the peanut gallery from Claire. Um, but no, I, I enjoy it. I mean, it gives me a chance to kind of creatively express myself. And I can have an idea for a shirt that I've talked to you about. And I want, it's kind of mixing between like, life stuff and um you know things i want to do it's kind of becomes a balance that i have to learn to uh, when to spend it and you know right how can i i mean it's 
kind of materiality. How can I stretch my money as far as I can without just spending it on something that might work, but it's I could find a different alternative and get more of what I want. You know, like you tell us to, um, you get what you pay for, or at least get what you're willing to pay for. Now, when you think of some of the things you've been exposed to talent-wise and skill and ability-wise, do you ever think about being 18 and knowing that you can edit video and audio really like it's nothing right now at 18 years old, that you, your voice has been around the world daily because we're on, for the framework, we're on six days a week somewhere in on Thursdays, Fridays, we're on twice. Saturdays, we're on three times. Mm-hmm. Sunday's the only time that we're aware of that we're not on, but if you're clicking on our website, theframework.com, you can listen to us 24 hours a day over there. What do you, th- what is it, how does it make you feel when you click or you turn the radio on and you hear yourself and then you think about some of the, so it's a two-part question, what do you think about you doing certain things like that at such a young age? And then, when you have you ever listened to something that you've said, an intro you've done, or a transition that you've done on the radio, and think, well, you know, that was actually pretty good in terms mm-hmm. of, or that was really good, you know, in terms of, I didn't think that was me. I might have thought it was someone else. I mean, so what do you think about doing what you're doing, and then even the impact of how you're doing it at a high level? And it's definitely weird because, like, whenever I hear my voice, or like, I mean, back to when I would like dance at, um, uh, what's the name? Yeah, church and at, stuff. Uh, yeah, church and stuff. Um, it was, I could never really watched myself back dancing because it was like weird to me. So I was like, no, you guys can watch it. I'm not going to watch it. I'll be over here. Yeah. Um, I mean, it still kind of extends here when I was like, that's my voice. Like it, it, I hate to admit I don't listen to it all the time because it's like weird to think that's my work almost. Yeah, and it's like you guys can enjoy it if you want to, um, but it's it's hard to sit there and listen to it since maybe because it's part of what we've been through and being able to enjoy it because I made it. But I, like, there's one intro I listened to that you had um, edited and put over like one of a. Uh, announced we were playing and i was like oh that's actually that was actually kind of good i'm kinda actually kind of good at this and like now i kind of just freestyle some of them just to kind of when it's faster and two i don't have to sound like i'm reading off of something sure <laughs> you know well that used to be the way we started right i used to write all the scripts for you guys and you guys used to just read it clear mm-hmm. right i remember used to i remember being so frustrated because i was like why has he hasn't he written it for us yet i don't i don't want to read it or i don't i don't want to do it i was like well because because it thought it, it demanded me to think critically and i was like well i had to do it but i didn't want to yeah and me just coming up to you saying well i didn't do it was not really an acceptable answer right um so it kind of forced me to become some i guess become a new person almost mm-hmm. that had the the ability or at least the willingness to do something like that the stretching i think is where it really comes down to the the growth and like you said it was not and never something that you thought about doing but when you also when you think about it i should say take the butt out but i should say also when you think about it you guys have almost grown up in media Mm. but yeah we weren't a youtube you know reality show but i've always been doing dj work whether it be you know private DJ or public DJ work 
pretty much all of your guys' life. I mean, mm-hmm. I was a DJ somewhere. And even when I'm, before that, I did live sound. I still do live sound when I need to. And you, so you guys have been in shows where I think you guys have been watching me do something and it may have been easier to say, oh, my dad does that versus, oh, you know, I do that. Mm-hmm. And I think when you guys, I, I think the, I was ranting and raving with your brothers in the house before we started. No, I, I could I could feel it. I was sitting out here at the door closed. I was like, Dad's taking a while. And I walked past him talking to Ryan. And he was he was in his um, set in one mode tone. So yeah, okay, I could tell. Yeah, and I, and I hate to give the parents uh, what do you call the parent lecture, mm-hmm. right? Because when my parents gave me the lecture, I hated it. I really hated it. Mm-hmm. I just was like, you know, why don't you just shut the hell up? And okay, church folks, I said hell. Hell is in the Bible too, and hell is a real place. And I wanted my parents to go there and shut up, you know. So I'm just being for real. But I don't want you guys to think that I'm just droning on about something. And I know how I am. I'll get loud. I'll start yelling and screaming about something. But I don't want to do that. So I tried to. So my monotone tone was more of me trying to force myself to keep it at a zero <laughs> instead of getting it get to a hundred right now. Right. Mm. But the toughest thing for me as a parent is trying to figure out how to motivate you guys. Because if I'm not, and that's one thing I was sharing with Evan and Ryan, was that if I can't get you all to follow me in the house, in this house, living here, doing what we do, then I, I really can't get anybody to follow me anywhere and it really matter. Right. Mm. Because if I can't lead in my own home, then that's a problem. But at the same time, my concern then becomes, is it that you guys don't want to listen to me? Is it, are we not doing things that you want to do? Because everything that we do isn't going to be the fun things, Mm. right? It's not going to be the things that help you eat either. Right. And, but if you do the things, if you learn the things to help you make money and that you can eat off of, then you can do the fun things that you want to go do on your own. Mm-hmm. But I haven't figured out how to get gets you all motivated. And I don't, because I, when I was sharing with them too, and it's, this relates to the, the, the topic of, and there's no more excuses, because we don't have any excuses as a family to not be motivated. Mm-hmm. When you really think about it, because yeah, we go say, well, mom died. Yeah, okay, great. Mom died. Yes, I know that story. We we all know that story really well. And she died in 2013 in, in February, the 23rd of, yeah, 23rd of uh, 20, 2013. Uh, 2013. And we know that story. You've got to know it, right? Mm-hmm. And we have the documentation. We have the pictures. We have the headstone to prove it. We know where her body We have the missing lies. memories. Exactly. But at, at the same time, we don't have any excuses for not moving forward. Not We don't have any excuses for, for being stuck on that date and that time. Mm. We don't have any excuses for not doing more with our lives. And especially that we've done a feature film, we've done on doing radio, we're doing apparel and garments, you've done dance at churches and at schools. You know, we've, there's not a lot of things that we can say that we haven't do, done. I do 
photography, not a not rocket necessarily science. A, no, I'm kidding. Well, yeah, well, mm-hmm. let's go to the deer. rock consider me a rocket scientist, you know, so I could do that. <laughs> but I guess we don't have an excuse not to push. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it is to break that excuse off of some of us. And, and maybe it's just a spirit. And I, and I pray a lot of canceling those spirits of laziness, canceling the spirits of, of lack and a poverty mindset where, you know, maybe just think, well, dad's going to do it and I don't have to work hard. That spirit of lack, I don't want that to, to be upon any of us. I don't want us to have to live in a dirty home and a dirty space, dirty bathrooms, dirty floors, dirty kitchen, dirty anywhere because we're too lazy to go pick up a piece of paper or, or pick up the trash that fell beside the trash can or behind the trash can. And we don't have those excuses of, hey, you know, mom died and my life sucked. That 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 story has run its course. Mm-hmm. You know, so that only worked for us like the, for the first year with the school districts when, you know, the kids are getting behind in the school and I'm they're crying in class. Yeah. You know, because we've we've been through counseling, we've been through therapists, we've been through life coaches, where, and we've been through churches where we've learned, even through experiences with God, that we know enough about God to know that He still loves us, probably more now than before, right? Mm-hmm. Because now we are older and old enough to know and understand who He is in our life, right? Versus you guys were, what, 8, 9, 10, 7, 8, 9 when mom passed. And you were young. It probably felt more like, damn, that's a mean God for taking my mom. And I don't understand mm-hmm. about it. Even if you equated it like that, you know, there was a lot of misunderstandings about life. And then we get to this point now, and, you know, you're 18. You're graduating from high school. I remind you a lot, of, you know, you're a grown man. The decisions you make are for real. Mm-hmm. You don't need to ask me anything, you know. I appreciate the respect you give and asking, do you mind if I do this or what do you think if I do that? Okay, I get it. That's fine. I get it. I appreciate you. But when it comes down to it, you get arrested, you go into grown folk jail. You know what I'm saying? You think it's not like I'm going to go do crime now. No, no, no. What? I, I don't want kidding. you to. Yeah, no. You know I, what I'm saying? I'm not, not going to. This is my incentive to rob a bank now. I'm kidding. Well, see, and, and, well you had more incentive when you were 17 and a half because you wouldn't go to grown folk jail. You wanted to play an experiment. <laughs> but now those experiments for life have real grown men, you know, consequences, mm-hmm. you know. And, and I think that's part of the things that make me kind of go, where are we at right now? Because it's been eight years now without your mom. Or we're in the eighth year, I guess you say, without mom. And I'm like, if we look back and go, we've done a lot, but we've done a little at the same time. But there's so much more we can do if we allowed ourselves to try. And I think that's the thing that where it comes down to. We don't have the excuse anymore to not try. And there kind of has to eventually be a switch for, I mean, all of us yeah. to go and do it. I mean, for me, I have to kind of literally just do it or else I know I'm not going to do it later unless I don't have the time currently to literally do it. So I'll have to do it later. So I kind of have to constantly remind myself, okay, I got to do this now before I forget. Sure. And then I lose all will to do it. And then deadline comes up and it's like, Hey, just don't have whatever we asked you for. It's like, okay, um, my bad. And then I have no really excuse other than I just didn't do it. So, so you get that from me. I procrastinate. I have it. Let me cancel those words. I have, in my past, I have procrastinated a lot, and I need deadlines to 
motivate me to get things started. Mm-hmm. I used to work for a Fortune uh, 500 company, and my boss there, my last boss there, he told me, he says, man, you're like a semi-truck. I was like, what are you talking about? He goes, yeah, you know, sometimes it's hard to get you started and get you rolling, but when you get up to speed, you're hard to stop. Because you're all, when you finally get make up your mind to do something and get wound up into it, then it's like okay to slow you down can t- can take some effort, you know. And that's and that's true. I, I've held that analogy for a long time, and it, that's really where you get it from too. Sometimes I'm on you, but hey, you need to do this, you need to do this. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Mm-hmm. But once you get going, you you you're really self-sufficient you don't worry about things and you're just on your way and there you go and it's wonderful but what i'm hoping that you'll learn as you continue to to grow and learn about yourself is you need to reduce the cycle time between start and get going oh yeah because it's like it's like my car (laughs) well like the kind of civic because um sometimes it'll start up fine and you know keep going as long as i'm still going the battery is not going to cut out on me at least not yet you know hopefully hoping that does not happen yeah. um but today or at least the time of before the time of us recording it the car wouldn't start up and it, it wasn't even that far between me starting it up and getting there yeah. but it, it had to have put the car in neutral and have someone else was fortunate enough to come over and push me because they could tell my hear literally hear my car not starting and I was yeah. like, thank God for this guy. Um, shout out to Russell. That, that's the guy's name <laughs> at Costco. Um, Tell me get it to neutral. And so I was out of the way. And then eventually the car, I got the car to start. And I got home and I of course, dropped it at the mechanic. But anyways, um, I kind of have to keep myself going. And once I, it's like I push it. Okay, I could, I'm at it. Like you need to make it to the, the next hill plateau part, right? Yeah. And it's like, well, well, dang, when do I get to the next uphill incline? And then I almost kind of forget because I'm I'm caught up in the, the everyday motions that I, I literally like forget what day it is. Yeah. Like I have to constantly remind, like at least today I've had to constantly remind myself today is Monday. Yeah. I mean I don't know if that relates to anything, but um. I between start and stop of a new project, I was like, okay, I'll, as long as I'm. I want to keep pushing onto one project, but set specific times in my day to do it. And I was like, well, as long as I can keep, I almost want to keep myself on a rigid schedule, but at the same time, I don't want to do that because then I almost get burnt out. Yeah. I was like, well, I'm doing this, then this, and this. And it's like, I'm still trying to find that middle ground where it's not um, just constantly pushing myself till I'm done or too loose and flexible, then my whole day is gone. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, like, I'm, I'm doing more than I, at least doing more where I have to be self self-sufficient, like, getting myself to work on well, that has real consequences because if I don't get to work consistently on time consistently, then I'm going to get fired. Um, but personal projects that I want to work on or obligations I have to other people, it's not the exact same, but it has a similar effect because mm-hmm. it's more damage on myself or between the re- relationship between me and somebody else. Cause like, well, that, you said you would help me, but you know, what happened to that? It, it's kind of been a, a new something new that I'm learning but I love the fact that you're learning it at 18 right then 52 and you can continue to modify and arrange scheduling and mindsets easier 
as a, as a young person than trying to figure out and get beyond the whole regimented routines that we created as we get to be older mm-hmm. and more set in our ways, so to speak. So I, I say, I think we all need to give ourselves some grace. You particularly too. Give mm-hmm. yourself some grace as you're learning and growing because the projects that we're working on here and you talk about keeping yourself motivated for us, I mean, you helped me out a, like immensely. I mean, with that order that we just did for the t-shirts for that hospital, mm-hmm. that was 300 shirts. I'm sure you did at least a third of them, if not more, mm-hmm. yourself without, this was your first time, well, it's not my first time too, screen printing and running on that machine. But I only showed you a couple times how to do it and you know, quality controlled your setup. Mm-hmm what a handful of times and you were on your way front back you know and so we, we learned our process you and i we talked through how to make the process better and as we learned we worked through some stuff we leveraged how we worked together with the original shirt order for kesem and we were able to get that put together and our own schedule our, our own, own schedule our own individual work schedule yeah and so we, you know, you you would sit there even when you you would come home from work. You would sit there with me. I'm either on the machine test running or screwing up or trying to fix something. And <laughs> you'd listen and you'd be encouraged. And somebody would just laugh and talk about your day. Being there in the room with me, mm-hmm. it meant a lot. Instead of just me being in the garage by myself, frustrated, yelling and screaming and throwing stuff around because I messed up another shirt and trying to didn't know why. Mm-hmm. Versus, you know. At this particular season, your other your other brothers. I mean, Shane's not here; he doesn't live with us. But um, your other brothers don't seem to be having that same level of interest in that screen project. Mm-hmm. You know, they seem to be more interested in their, in their friends and whatever else other projects they have. And that's okay. It's kind of part of that being a young. It's still being in school because in that school age area of this is kind of the. Especially after pandemic, this is the time to make memories with friends and stuff, which is important too, as well. But you also have to kind of progress yourself forward because you know you spend all your time with your friends, and then but they've still worked on whatever, and then you're stuck at wherever you were. Yeah, that, and that's the tough part. I'm glad you brought that up for me as a parent, though, to, to realize because for me, I can see the long game because I've been watching it longer. And I'm trying. I'm trying to see that as well. It's like, okay, if I can do this and this, I can get here. And if I, I almost kind of see like I guess in, in video games, like you, you as you do certain um, skills more often, you get uh, you get increase in level. And my brain's like, well, if I can learn how to do this, and then after I can look back at this entire experience, and then okay, well, I learned how to do this, that, and the third. Now I'm better at doing this because I, I I did it. And that's how I'm kind of at with the shirts. It's like, well. Now that we know how to print, at least on white shirts, as the sooner we can print on different color shirts, we can get to where I want to be. But at the same time, as we're, I'm almost partially relying on you to figure it out, mm-hmm. you to walk so I can run. Sure. Like, it sounds like, okay. Because um, when you started the t shirt thing, I was like, oh, that, if it's just this, I can do that. And I was like, if it takes him this long, I can do it almost twice as fast. Yeah. With, around the same but maybe a little bit less mistakes but i mean where people because mistakes happen yeah where people because mistakes ha- no <laughs> where happen where <laughs> mistakes happen because we're people oh my lord <laughs> <laughs> i'm telling you i'm so like i'm tired yeah, yeah. i need to sleep and you're, i need to shower you're, you're t- yes lord just yes. the shower is important Whew.